0: We believe all students, regardless of background, regardless of where they come from, their abilities, have the right to high-quality projects. That we just think this way of learning is so critical for all kids, not just some kids.
1: Our team was at iNACL Symposium this year in San Antonio, where we caught up with Brandon Wiley and Roddy Boonjoy from the Buck Institute for Education in our Voices Hub. The Voices Hub is really our way to connect with passionate and dedicated educators who were all willing to share insight and excitement.
2: You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. And today's episode shares Getting Smart staff member Bonnie Lathrum's interviews with Roddy and Brandon about innovations in learning, specifically around project-based learning. This is exciting because at the I Symposium, a lot of people were talking about PBL and the combination of PBL with personalized learning as an instructional strategy
1: and an engagement strategy to reach and teach all students. And that's really something that we've seen a lot of, not just this Project-based learning, but the connection with these real personalized learning experience where kids have the opportunity to be passionate about it, but also move at their own pace. So right. it's this marriage of PBL and personalized learning that really creates a unique opportunity um, for educators, but but also for students. First up, Bonnie talks with Roddy, who's the Senior Director of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships. They touch on initiatives that ensure all PBL is actually high quality. We know that not all project-based learning is created equally, so (laughs) Bonnie and Roddy do kind of a deep dive into what it means to be doing high-quality projects and also how to scale this. And then I'll note one thing. (laughs) There were a lot of voices in the Voices Hub and there were tons of great conversations happening at all times. So you may hear a little background clatter.
3: Thanks, Roddy. We are delighted to have you on the Getting Smart podcast because we know you are also an avid listener. So it's been really fun to hear your reflections on the Getting Smart podcast since you have a commute and listen. So thank you for being here. And I'm also super excited about this because you and I have been working together um, along with Tom Vander Ark and Bob Lind on a project um, around creating an advisory team that will um, support and give feedback on guidelines for high quality PBL. So we'd love to hear from you a little bit more about that project and also why this work is important
4: to you. Sounds good. And thank you for the Getting Smart podcast. If it wasn't for the podcast, it would make my uh, commute much less pleasant. So uh, right now in the Buck Institute um, and, and the educational world as a whole, um, we're seeing an increasing use of project-based learning, at least an increasing interest uh, in PBL. And because of that, there's a tremendous demand uh, to equip teachers and leaders with the skills, knowledge, and understanding uh, to use project-based learning effectively or to implement it uh, well. Unfortunately, there isn't a common definition uh, or uh, a consistent agreement on what project-based learning is. So with that, we have tremendous variability in how PBL is used around the country. And with that variability, we, uh, we get differences in quality, and that's a concern to us. So for example, Uh, Some folks might uh, perceive PBL as hands-on learning or fun activities. And what we believe is necessary is uh, a commonly agreed-upon definition of PBL um, that is uh, designed, developed, and disseminated uh, by educators uh, nationally and internationally uh, so that we have a high-quality standard or at least high-quality guidelines for what project-based learning is.
3: Wonderful, and we're so delighted to be working with you on this project. And it's interesting, obviously, we are getting to chat here at the iNACL conference in San Antonio. The last time we chatted, we were at PBL World, which is a BIE um, conference, but this one's hosted by iNACL. And um, a lot of the sessions and conversations are around personalized learning. So it's interesting what has been coming up in terms of questions around project-based learning is... How does PBL fit in with personalized learning? Do you have any thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, um, and it was mentioned earlier today at the keynote here at InaCole uh, that sometimes the perception of personalized learning is a student alone with a screen. Uh, and that we want to debunk that myth because uh, personalized learning can mean many things, uh, self-paced, self-directed learning. But project-based learning plays a powerful role in personalized learning. Um, it contextualizes the... Uh, Uh, content and skills in real-world, authentic uh, circumstances that enable students to leverage their assets, their strengths, um, uh, things that they're interested in, in order to develop an in-depth knowledge of that content. So personalized learning can happen collaboratively. It can happen in teams. It can happen in the context uh, of a project. Uh, and we see that all the time. Students come alive uh, when they're able to use their interests to demonstrate their understanding uh, of complex uh, problems um, uh, and, and, uh, and work together with their team to synthesize um, uh, their understandings into something uh, highly innovative. And that's another way to uh, understand personalized learning, at least in the context of PBL.
2: If you're enjoying listening to this podcast, you might also enjoy two other Getting Smart podcasts, which you can find at gettingsmart.com, SoundCloud, or on iTunes. Season 1, episode 38 of our podcast features ed leaders Gia Trong and Bob Lenz on the successes and challenges of PBL in It's a Project-Based World and a PBL Movement. The second podcast we recommend is Season 1, Episode 18, Project-Based Learning Connects Real World with Deep Impact. Head on over to gettingsmart.com or iTunes and take a listen. Also, make sure you follow along for the latest innovations in project-based learning using hashtag PBL or following at BIEPBL, which is Buck's Twitter handle,
1: or us at getting underscore smart. Next up, we feature an interview with Brandon Wiley. Brandon came to BIE from the Asia Society, and he brings a new focus on global education. He ran this year's Global Education Forum and has a strong background as an administrator, a principal, and also an executive. Here's Bonnie and Brandon.
0: Well, the Buck Institute for Education, also referred to as BIE, for over 25 years now has been doing work around the United States, really the world, in helping teachers and schools think about how they can embed project-based learning as a more integral part of their teaching and learning experience for students. Uh, and so for my, my role, we'll basically be overseeing all of our programs, all the training that we do with teachers, all the publications that we put out to the world, our online presence, uh, and really just trying to get more uh, high-quality services and products out to the field to help teachers do their job.
3: It's interesting because, um, as you know, Bob, Lenz and I just led a, um, a session at iMakel where you and I are now chatting. And what came up over and over again from the teachers that were in the audience, we had about 50 um, teachers and ed leaders in the, in the audience participating, and the questions came up about, around PD and around teacher training. So just want to hear a little bit more about um, what your role looks like in terms of innovating the way in which teachers are exposed to really high-quality training to do um, project-based learning well.
0: Sure. It's, it's hard for me to respond without thinking about myself as a teacher. Uh, when I started I was an elementary teacher and then I taught middle school and I think projects were a, a big part of my, my classroom or at least I wanted it to be a big part but I had no formal training. And so I was constantly looking out, it was kind of, actually in the early days of the internet, so I'm not sure if I looked on the internet, but I would go to my next door neighbor teacher and I would ask for ideas and projects of what they were working on. Uh, And so I think about that very often. You know, I didn't come up from a PBL background. And so in this work, I think about how can we create more opportunities, whether it's professional development training or online resources. sample projects for teachers that are really hungry because they realize that it's one of the best ways for students to learn not just deep content knowledge but also the the skills that they're going to need to be successful in the world so again I always think of this work through my teacher lens and my teacher hat Uh, and so our goal is to try to provide multiple entry points for teachers so we do have trainings uh, around the United States that teachers can sign up to attend in some cases, districts host us or schools host us. Other times are events that we put on. Uh, but we also have a whole bunch of online resources uh, at our website, bie.org, that are free. And so if teachers don't have a school or don't have an opportunity to, to go to a training, they could just start at our website, and that might be the entry point for them.
3: Okay, great. And you kind of um, touched on something that we obviously have been writing a lot about at Getting Smart, which is um, this idea that we... Really need to be preparing our young people for novelty and complexity. um, That we don't even know necessarily what the jobs of the future are, and that the world is definitely becoming more automated, more connected. Um, Our economy is shifting. There's a lot of you know forces at play that um, are are are, are complex, and so just would love to hear your thoughts on how project-based learning really helps prepare students for that novelty and the complex challenges that. Um, we face in the future.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, you hit on some of the things that sort of keep me up at night in terms of, there are a lot of challenges that we face as a world, uh, both locally and globally, and so I think project-based learning provides the opportunity for students to really engage in meaningful, purposeful learning, right, that it gives them a real-life application to the content that they're expected to learn. But at the same time, it causes them to have to learn a lot of other skills. So they have to learn to be able to communicate effectively with their classmates if they're working in a group, for example. And if they're working in a group, being able to collaborate. And so a really well-designed project often causes some dissonance for students where the the answer clearly isn't obvious. And so this idea of novelty and and really having to solve complex problems, this is all inherent in a well-designed project. Um, And so I think part of it is the shift To go back to your question about teacher uh, professional development, so many of us as teachers didn't learn this way, and so my concern for a lot of teachers is they don't sort of have the mental models or the frameworks to to design learning in this way, because it's just not what we experienced when we were going through school. So a lot of what we're trying to do is sort of uh, demystify what good project-based learning looks like, provide the tools that are necessary, and and really hold up good examples so the teachers know what it looks like.
3: Oh, that's great, Brandon. And while you were um, talking about sort of the novelty and complexity of projects, it occurred to me that even in our organizations, myself at Getting Smart and you at BIE, we are looking to solve big problems. So I'm just curious, even in your conversations as a staff at BIE, what are some of the projects that have been, and maybe controversial is too strong of a word, but what have you had any... Um, sort of disagreements or what are sort of some of the complexities that even internally as a staff you're really kind of wrestling with?
0: Well, I'll give you two examples. One that is an actual project that I've experienced uh, here in San Antonio, in fact. Uh, We're in San Antonio for the INACOL Conference and uh, there's a school here, the International School of the Americas, that I previously worked with when I was at the Asia Society. And their students engaged in a really rigorous uh, project looking at human trafficking and issues related to human trafficking, and it caused them to go into the community. And frankly, it unearthed a lot of things uh, that students not only didn't know about their community, but they made them somewhat uncomfortable uh, learning about these issues. And so this brought a real world issue that's both local and global to light for students, while also confronting the realities of their own community and some of the shortcomings. For us as an organization, I would say one of the, the projects, if you will, that we're struggling with is this idea of equity, which is one of the themes of the conference uh, this week, and, and what that really means. And for us, you know, we're as an organization still trying to define what that means, but really at the heart of it, it means that we believe all students, regardless of background, regardless of where they come from and their abilities, have the right to high-quality projects, that we just think this way of learning is so critical for all kids, not just some kids. And so as an organization, we're just very committed to figuring out how can we help teachers everywhere learn how to make this a more integral part of what they do with students, uh, and for us to be able to bring resources to bear to help them. To us, that this equity question is, for us, the next big hurdle as an organization.
3: So all this has me thinking, okay, you're busy, <laughs> doing a lot. And I'm just wondering, what does, like, wild success look like? If we could project out five years, that's 2021, um, what does is, what is BIE look like? What are, what are you doing, Brandon? What is the, um, the, the dream?
0: Wow, carte blanche. Um, well, I would say, minimally, we need to do a better job of... of having everyone in the education space and beyond. I would also argue community members, parents, really have a better understanding of what project-based learning is and isn't. Uh, And so to that end, as an organization, we're very committed in the next five years to helping build an evidence base that not only justifies that project-based learning does lead to greater outcomes for students, but also to give schools and, and districts the resources they need to communicate to their broader audience. So that's one thing. The evidence base, we want to see an increase in that. The second thing is we just want to see more access. We want to see more schools take the opportunity, take the chance to provide these learning opportunities for students. Uh, And so we can't do this alone. There are a lot of other organizations out there, uh, whether they're school networks, like the New Tech Network, or Big Picture Schools, or Asia Society, where I was, where project-based learning is an integral part of their model. Uh, We also have schools that are kind of doing it themselves. They're they're kind of making it up themselves. And so we just want to be part of that. And and if we can be sort of the standard bearer, uh, we talk about gold standard project-based learning. We'd like to be the leaders in that. And I think the next horizon for us is also global. You know, we basically um, have done a lot of work in the United States, and and this is our main focus, but these skills that I'm talking about, these success skills, are not just desired here in the U.S., they're desired all over the world, wherever I've been.
3: Well, so Brandon, you read my mind because I was going to ask you, because I know we have a shared interest in global education, and that we've both lived... Abroad. I lived for a couple of years in Tanzania and one year in Australia. Um, where, where did you live?
0: Uh, I taught in Wales. I student taught in Wales and I've probably now been to about 25 different countries, many Many of them with students actually.
3: Oh, fantastic. And so I'm just curious what is um, new um, in terms of innovations in learning globally and where do you see you know, yourself and BIE in terms of the global education sector?
0: Well, I think globally, a lot of things that we're talking about here in the United States in terms of college and career readiness and and preparing kids for not just their careers, but just for life, is a a through line that I'm seeing in a lot of countries. As we, in the last five years in the United States, have gone to a little bit more standardization with the Common Core standards and more uh, accountability in terms of state testing, I've actually seen the pendulum shift a little bit in other countries, particularly Asian countries, where they've realized that the high-stakes high testing culture is not conducive to developing some of these other skills. I recently heard an education minister from South Korea specifically talk about project-based learning as a, a, something that they would like to see more in their educational system, uh, because many of their students are going to school all day long, and then they're going to cram schools at night just so they can prepare for a battery of tests. And what that's doing, not only to the psyche of the students, but also inhibiting their innovation, their creativity, uh, some of their ability to collaborate. Uh, they're actually seeing that it's, it's caused a detriment. So in a sense, um, I've seen, sort of seeing the pendulum shift in different directions where we've been a little bit more about accountability um, and standardization. Other countries are a little bit more about autonomy and about really helping develop the whole child.
3: So Brandon, as we conclude, would love to um, hear the call to action. So there's probably people listening that want to learn more um, or would like to be involved in the movement as project-based learning uh, takes over the globe. So um, what is the best way for people to join or be involved?
0: Well, I think that the, every journey requires one step, right? And so I think very often project-based learning is... Um, kind of misrepresented, actually. I think it's kind of conflated where people think it has to be this year-long project, or we've got to build a solar energy car, or we've got... And the reality is some of the best projects I've seen are three-day projects, or one-week projects. And so to the classroom teacher who might be listening, I would say, take a shot. Take a chance. Uh, Find a project. Iterate on that project. Take a chance. Design a project from scratch. Uh, If you're a school leader listening to this, or a district leader, I would say, please, you know, think about how you're creating the conditions to enable this type of learning in your schools, because as we really believe, and I think we have evidence now that shows, that students are more engaged, they're learning content, they're being able to dis- display these success skills and, and grow confidence, frankly. Uh, and so I just take take that first step, and, and certainly the Buck Institute for Education is there to help. Again, at BIE.org is our website. We have a lot of great resources, videos, articles, blog, uh, And so we, we just welcome everybody to come and join us.
3: Thank you, Brandon. Delighted to chat with you and look forward to learning from and with you. Um, Following along, next five years, let's make the vision happen.
1: Bonnie Lathrum from Getting Smart, along with Roddy Boonchoy and Brandon Wiley from BIE, welcome your participation as they collaborate with dozens of ed leaders and thought leaders around innovations in project-based learning. You can follow hashtag PBL to learn about ways to get involved and voice your ideas about guidelines that support high-quality project-based learning. We'd love you to weigh in and provide insights. These new guidelines will be released next spring with over 100 people in collaboration. Stay tuned for more at gettingsmart.com and also on BIE's site, bie.org slash blog. For Getting Smart, this is Kat and Megan signing off.